0: you a woman searching for purpose and success? A housewife? Maybe a single mother? You're in the right place. Welcome to Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Activate, motivate, inspire. Hello, hello,
1: hello everyone and welcome to the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. I am miss Lisa nobles your hostess and I am so excited and elated to have you join in with me today speaking of today our topic will consist of becoming the staying woman and if you're anything like me you want to know what does that mean and our guest queen is going to share some insight on that okay here in a little minute I have a very important guest joining me for this special empowerment segment at the Savvy Speaks Roundtable. This segment is dedicated in sharing what it means to become a staying woman and what does it mean to be and remain a staying woman. So let's give a warm welcome to our guest queen, Tamara Marcella, who is the founding pastor of Boy Worship Center. She is an author, an inspirational speaker, and recording artist, and is passionate She is passionate about seeing lives changed through the word that God has called her to do. Tamara is the author of the book family, Staying Woman 1 and 2. She is passionate about seeing women live life true to their original design, full of strength, grace, and feminine beauty family. She desires to glorify God with her life as well as her gifts. She is a best-selling author and an inspirational international recording artist with appearances on TBN, TCT, and her ministry has reached reached. 26 nations family her greatest joy is in being a mother and this is gonna astound you because it astounded me when I seen it also a mother of 12 family but she is a wonderful wife to only one Tamara and her husband Bill have learned to serve God and his people while still holding dear to family and its importance. So, thank you and welcome, Marcella, to the Savvy Speaks Roundtable. Family, again, our yes. focus is <laughs> becoming the staying woman. So, uh, Marcella, welcome again, Queen, and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Yes. So, I am a mama. 12, um, an author, a pastor. I grew up in the church, serving God, worshiping, being a worship leader. You know what it's like when you grow up in the church, you kind of wear many hats, do whatever daddy needs you to do. Right. <laughs> so I did that. Um, but I love it because it was a place that I heard from God, my calling for my life. So right. that's a little bit about who I am. I'm a worshiper at heart. I love the Lord and I love helping people become everything
1: that God has called them to be. I love that. So are you ready, family? Then let's talk about it. Becoming the staying woman. Okay, Tamara, my first question to you is what does it mean to be a staying woman? I, I love it. So being staying woman um, was given to me
2: a word that God gave to me. Um, sitting just kind of pondering, Lord, how do we do this thing in life? You know, in Genesis, we see that God said um, that he created Male and female, both of them in his image and in his likeness and his nature, and he said that they were designed to rule and exercise dominion over everything in this earth. Right. Um, and so, you know, I kinda was just pondering, God, like, what does that mean? How do we do that practically? Right. And it was amazing. I heard him say to me, you know, after having done all that, stand there for. And and I knew I understood my spirit so what he was saying is that we being a woman of God, a kingdom woman, means that we live true, authentically to our divine design, divine design. That is who God created us to be. And when he said, name her, Adam said, she's woman. And God said, she is good. And so if we don't deviate from that, that alone, that's beautiful because she wears many different hats. She looks many different ways. But if we don't deviate
1: from that woman, we're good. That's good. (laughs) I I love that. And we're going to talk a little bit later about authenticity. Uh, being authentic because I see, I saw that all through my research of, um, your ministry that you really believe in we as women specifically, I'm sure you touch everyone, but we as women specifically on living our truth and being authentic. So I want to speak a little bit more about that a little bit later, but let's kind of talk about something you just mentioned God's design for those that are unfamiliar with that. Can you explain a little bit more? What does that mean to us God's design
2: so it's it's an interesting thing because I, I feel like I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because there's a whole lot of things that have um strived to define what woman is right. we have a culture right now that is telling us all kinds of things about what woman looks like what she doesn't look like right um you know what her pronouns are um there's just so many things um and so God's divine design of a woman is simply this, that, that she carries the, the grace and the virtue of who, of who God's nature is. She, if I put it this way, she is an expression, a feminine expression of the likeness and the image of God, if I can say Uh, it that way. That, that, that God's image is expressed through woman that is different from man. Right, and can only really be brought to the table when it comes through us authentically bringing that expression of
1: God and His nature and His likeness from a female perspective. I love that, and family, I want you to remember that one of the things that Tamara said was that he, the the God's designed for a woman to carry because we carry the grace and the virtue. We are the yes. feminine expression yes. of the likeness yes. of God. If you don't get excited about that, I don't Ooh. know what else is going to make, <laughs> <or> <laughs> I make fire. fire because that was powerful in itself. So you speak about, yes. here we go talking about authenticity. You speak about a woman being authentic tomorrow and how can, so my question I guess here is how can a woman be, woman be authentic and true to her beliefs in a world, which you kind of mentioned just a minute ago, that says that she is not defined by her virtue so much, but by worldly standards.
2: Yeah. You know, it, it's a tough thing. I, I say to women all the time that being authentic is not an easy job.
0: Right. You have
2: to know yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: have to know who God called you to be. Cause sometimes there can be a dissonance there. Right. Um, and, and, and so, you know, there's that gap between who I know I'm supposed to be, who, who even I want to be. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes who I feel I am at the moment. And so we are ever in pursuit, evolving into being more authentic. But here's the thing. Right. If there's nothing definitive about you, mm-hmm. then there's nothing distinctive about you. Come on. And so our very ability in order for us to be, um, have an identity, requires there to be something that is stable that is firm that is never changing
0: right. that
2: that is a constant and at the bare minimum of that it is woman
0: come
1: on right it is woman mhm mhm i love that let me let me just ask a, another question um you're saying if it's nothing definitive about you then there's nothing distinctive can you explain yeah. to our audience what do you mean by definitive in Ooh, this context it, it, in this context yes
2: so definitive about you that there, there, there's some things about you that never change one um and i am probably going to veer off a little bit here so i'm going to right. i'm going to be tender but keep it in there even the very aspect that we have to be careful that we don't allow our culture and our society to pull us away from women mm-hmm. right because if they if we are able to deviate from who our divine design is then who are we right right, right. if mm-hmm. that changes like trends and fashion then that there's that means that there's nothing definitive about you nothing distinctive about us right. which lends to a total all-out identity crisis at the okay. very foundation of who we are right you have no identity right does that make sense
1: yes perfect sense how do you feel about when we do get into this identity crisis and i know in some of the courses that you offer one of them is discovering you or defining who you are in, in essence yeah. it's a self discovery course so yeah. it's interesting that we are talking about identity so what happens with the woman who has lost herself and 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 even maybe just spiritually lost her identity what about that woman?
2: Yeah. You know, let's just say she's in good company um, mm-hmm. because we wear so many hats in okay. church, out of church, in our homes, um, that oftentimes we get lost in what I'm doing and, and we forget about who I am. Come on. Mm-hmm. And and so when that happens, we lose ourselves and we become dual souled. Right. Mm -hmm. A double minded man is unstable in all his ways.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And and that's not just being, you know, we we are always the spiritual woman, the kingdom woman is always at war between flesh and spirit. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about having two souls, it -hmm. means that you are all out unstable. And so when you lose who you are, there's an issue of, am am I this person? Am I that person? And oftentimes we, they begin to become intertwined and you're like, I don't know if I'm, I'm up today, I'm down today. We become, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, schizophrenic (laughs) a little bit in Mm -hmm. our Mm emotions, you know, I hear this voice and I feel this, you know, I feel that. And so at the core of that, we have to know who we are. We, we have to work on personal development so that our soul is healthy. Right. Um, John says that, you know, he says, brothers, I pray that you would prosper. Right. And that you would be healthy even as your soul prospers. Come on. So at the core of prosperity, which is wellness, a feeling of well-being, which is wholeness in life, is soul health. Yes. So when you have one soul when you the essence of who you are begins to dominate every area of your life. Yes. That's when you prosper.
1: I love that and family. The scripture specifically that Tamara is um referring to is third John 2 beloved I yes. pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health even as your soul. Now that is the New King James version. So the key the King James is going to Use a little bit of different verbiage. And then when she was speaking about a double minded man, that's James 1 and 8. A double minded man is unstable in all his ways. What are some signs, Tamara, that we can be displaying double mindedness outside of some of the elements that you just shared? Uh, for, example, so, um, for example, for example,
2: I, I think double minded is, you know, when um, we become unstable in our emotions mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
2: For, you know um I, I think when we vacillate between am i accepted by god you know is god going to uh, handle me like like humans handle me like a right. man handles me right? right um right we we get out of alignment with my standing my right standing with god so when we get to a place where we become double minded it it really is just a place of instability you know you, you can't depend on your yourself right. i don't know if i if i believe in myself i have no confidence mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm worthy you know, mm-hmm. you're you're constantly vacillating between what is real and what is truth in your life, according mm-hmm. to the Word of God and I who
0: you
1: that. are and how you act that out in life. Mm-hmm. I love that, and I'm so glad you said that. Do you think, before we move on real quickly, do you think that the reason why we do that, or you know, the person that's in that position, is because you know the Bible speaks about um, having faith and and and, mm-hmm. and trusting God in all our ways, right? So, is it because right. we lost faith or we begin to doubt because of these tremendous experiences that we are experiencing and we've taken our eyes off God? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that, it, you know,
2: it's at the core, like you said, that we take our eyes off God and we lose our faith.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I think the other part is, is that, you know, where those eyes are, what you behold, you become. Come on. This is the difficult part about beholding me. But I'm beholding frailty, I'm beholding insecurity, I'm beholding my past, my faults, my failures. But when I behold Jesus, when I behold who he is, then I behold him in his glory. And I see what I'm becoming. Mm -hmm. And so when I see who he is, that becomes the dictator of of Mm -hmm. how I filter my thoughts, my emotions, my behavior, my confidence in where I'm going. And and here's the other portion, and I'm going to let you have a break, is is that that is the thing that gives me confidence for my future, that God has a future for me Mm -hmm. as a woman of God, Mm -hmm. that's in prosperity, right? That's in alignment with everything that he's called me to be. That's why I can pursue on a daily basis, knowing Mm -hmm. that there's going to be pitfalls, there's going to be trials, there's going to be drama, there's going to be things in my life that are going to make me feel like I'm not worthy, that I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I stand on the fact that I'm beholding a God Come on. Who's holding the mirror mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. who I am. And so I see myself in his reflection. Come on. That gives me hope to keep going, that it's not based on my ability. It's not based on how equipped I am or how anointed I am, how mm-hmm. good I am, how excellent I am at my job, my career, whatever. Right. It's that I'm right. being beheld by a God who is the author and the finisher. Come on. My finisher—that is assurance, assurance that I'm getting to where He called me to be. Come on, that's powerful.
1: That uh, you better say that. And you know when you when when we we're talking about images, fam, image family, and you can go over there, to yes. G- go over there to Genesis 127, when God talks about it's This is to validate what tomorrow is speaking about. Talks about that God created man, generic for human, in His own yes. image. And exactly what she's saying that we can, when we are looking at in, in our reflection, we should be seeing God's reflection, but it's also through studying the word of God. It's also through depending, right. And submitting, right? And something you, you advocate that I loved, And I threw this question in here because I think that is important, especially to becoming and staying the staying woman is how do staying women, spiritual women avoid drama? <laughs> Mm. You know what? That's a
2: funny thing. Women women tend to fall into drama very quickly and easily.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I will
2: say this. Women in pursuit don't have time for drama. Come on. Only people who are not climbing mountains Have time to look back or look to the side and see what people, other people are doing. When you are climbing mountains, when you are in pursuit of everything that God has called you to be, like even just becoming the woman of God that God has called you to be. You don't have time for drama. Come on. I tell people, you know, women that are in our tribe, women that are in our church, when I see drama rise up, I'm like you need to go volunteer, you need to get busy, you need to get in pursuit. Come on. Take some time out to find out who you are, who God called you to be and what assignment he has given you. Come because on. like you, when
1: mm-hmm. we're busy, Mhm.
2: You don't have time for drama.
1: You have time. <laughs> Come on, sis! I love, it. I love that because I haven't done a segment on drama and how to avoid, but I think this is a perfect question because this is something that you, you advocate in your programs. Yes. And this is something I think that has probably made you as successful is because when you were spiritual minded, the Bible said uh, uh, that we're unstable and not uh, to your point that we're unstable in our double minded man is unstable in all, all his ways. But God also wants us to avoid anything that's going to take us, take our focus our distract us right. from him right so share right. with us this is something interesting because i saw this in your facebook lot your stream also when you talk about this is a perfect interlude to that it it's it promises to me what is that all about Ooh, i love it i'm so glad you asked yeah. me that mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: promises to me is um it's the title the subtitle of the second book that i wrote okay um mm-hmm. But but it really is just so dear and dear to my heart because right now I believe that we, this for such a time as this is the message that women need to get that before you go striving to commit to promises to everybody else around you, you Mm. need to commit to promise yourself some
0: things. If
2: I can just kind of just give you this little quick message that it requires work. It requires conversations. It requires, you know, times of come away and examine yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, when Jesus came to Peter, he asked him a series of questions, right? Mm -hmm. Who do men say that I am? Yes. This -hmm. was the moment Mm -hmm. that he was trying to figure out the climate of Peter's heart. How -hmm. much of the culture has impacted your thoughts? How much of what other people say about me and who I am? Mm-hmm. has determined what you think right and so here we are in a culture where we're trying to figure out you oh, know yeah. when they say about me how mm-hmm. much of that has impacted me yes um mm-hmm. and this is what's beautiful then he turns to him and he says okay so i hear you know what everybody else is saying
0: mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. peter what
2: do you say who do you say that i am Come oh mm-hmm. this love is a beautiful moment mm-hmm. yes that peter responds to him and he says well truly you are the christ Jesus' response to him is, flesh and blood, that flesh did not reveal this to you, right? Right. But surely mm-hmm. you only got this by divine download. Come on. This is the reason that that is important, mm-hmm. is because mm-hmm. that is the moment that Jesus said, now I can build on that. He says, now I'm going to build my church on that, mm-hmm. on rock. Peter, mm-hmm. you are a rock. What was he saying? He was saying, upon the confession of your faith, mm-hmm. upon mm-hmm. the fact. That, that your divine download has not been cluttered mm. by anything external. Mm. Now I can begin to build destiny on you. Come so this home. was a long way around to say to the woman that, that has no promises, confessions, declarations of who she is and mm. what she will not deviate from. That is the only place that God can begin to build a superstructure of your life. Destiny is built on your confessions your promises to yourself oh. our nation was built on a declaration of independence what is that mm-hmm. it's a foundation a format that says this is who we are mm-hmm. this is what the republic looks like
1: mhm exactly mhm
2: i love that i got a rest cuz i could preach on that all
1: day <laughs> I am enjoying myself, this audience, if they follow me for where while, they know it's easy for me to get excited. I love when you use a term, when you actually articulated superstructure, when God, yes. when you are uncluttered, when we are uncluttered and we are focused on God, God begins to build his superstructure on us. I mean, how, how can you not be excited about that? Whew. How can you not be yes. excited? So how important is it to live with a set of concrete promises, Mara? Oh, my gosh. I, I believe that it is vital. It is your oxygen.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, if you do not know, mm-hmm. say, for instance, here it is, one, one of my um, promises that I make to myself, mm-hmm. and I, I, I listed out some of them that I make to myself in the book just to kind of spark people's right. um, thinking to be, to build their own. But one of my core values is I will not allow myself to tell myself a story about love that is not real. Okay. So here it is. Here, here it is that we do all the time. We start saying, well, no, I know that they love me. They just don't behave that way. Right. Well, that at the core of that opens up the doors to women being mistreated to women being in relationships they should not be in. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, this is going to sound a little bit harsh, but it is the truth that that sets Mm -hmm. us free, is Mm -hmm. that if I don't allow myself to get into something, then Mm -hmm. I can't be damaged by something. And so Mm -hmm. I make a promise to myself that I'm not going to lie to myself about what love really is and what it feels like and what it's not. I'm going to allow that love to be determined by what the Bible says love is. And if it
1: deviates from that, it's not love and I won't be in it. That's a promise that keeps you safe. I, I love that because the Bible speaks about love. I believe it's in Matthew 13 and one, and we can find those elements of what love is. And then earlier when you were talking about Peter and who are, uh, who does it when, when Christ asked him that question, you guys can refer to Mark eight twenty seven. So you've shared so much. So how does it affect life, affect love life. and business when we're, when we're um, thinking about or trying to exemplify the concrete promises? So, um, it affects life, love
2: and business in so many ways. Um, if I can just refer back to when you know, when John where we talked about where he says that even as your soul prospers, so when my, when I'm, when I've made some concrete promises to myself and I've determined to, you know, maintain a level of soul health, when I've determined that it is my promise and my commitment to myself to be authentically who God called me to be. Well, Mm -hmm. from that place, my business will prosper because I'm going to be a godly businesswoman, right. not because the marketplace asks for it, mm-hmm. not because this is what the competition is doing so I've got to do it, because at the core of it, mm-hmm. it's who I am. It's mm-hmm. a promise, a declaration I've made to myself. So even if at times it might cost me a little bit more money or take mm-hmm. a little bit time mm-hmm. for me to get there, my business will ultimately prosper because I've made a promise to myself. Come on. And it's the same way with everything, life,
0: your love. Nice your
2: relationship. This mm-hmm. is gracious everything? Because everything prospers as your soul prospers. Right. And that requires some definitive, distinctive things that are unique to only you.
1: Right. I love that. I love that. And the the other scripture, if you want to refer back, was Third John 2 when uh, tomorrow's speaking about beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper. So Third John 2 um, uh, and you can go through uh, through verse five, if you like, or just read that whole book, because that's a very short book. I want to back up, because I wrote something down from the last question that still would be applicable to where we're at. You speak about promises, and I thought about this. What is the difference for the way you teach, or the way you, you're, you're, you manage your courses, um, between promises and affirmations? So, that's a good question. Mm-hmm.
2: I believe that an affirmation, our word um, that, that declaration, however you want to say it, that we right. um, say over ourselves, speak over ourselves, um, right. to encourage ourselves, motivate, inspire, build ourselves. Mm-hmm. Promises to yourself, um, I liken them to that declaration of independence.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's the place that I have, that's the foundation of who I am, right? how I'm going to do life, how I'm going to do love, business, everything. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that make that we draw back to every time. When we question, should I do this? Is this right? right? What is the next season going to look like? You can always go back to that master plan, that that promise right. that you've made to yourself mm-hmm. to be authentic, right? To right. to to whatever it is. Um, I, I wish that I could pull one off the top of my head right now that would oh, be applicable, but whatever your promise is to yourself, right, that should not change. Like we can add to them, but right. there should be some promises in your life that just you know are, are that dull hum. Throughout right. the course of your ent- eternal, rest of your life here on earth. That, that there are some things that I just will not compromise on. Right. That's
1: the right. promise to yourself. These are non-negotiables. Non-negotiable things. I non-negotiable. Love I love that. So family, I just wanted her to expound upon that a little bit more because I could, he, you know, just thinking about someone who might say, well, I could just do a, a affirmation, but there is a definitive difference between promises of what yes. she's sharing with us and affirmations. So I, I hope you got that lesson. So how can one find balance? You, you, you have a course that talks about balance. So, how You've shared so much, so how can one find balance in their lives and how important is it to, have and maintain that balance in one's life it is so important mm-hmm. um the level of balance in
2: our life really determines how effective we're going to be come on so mm-hmm. when a person be, gets unbalanced chaos
0: mm-hmm.
2: is ensued into their life come and on. so what happens out of chaos what does the bible tell us about chaos you know that uh, he's not the it, it's not it's not earthly. Mm-hmm. That's right. God is not the author of confusion. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, it is the place that things begin to become unraveling, unraveled in our life. Um, things begin to take a course that has no real um, structure to them. Right. And so how can you effectively run your business, your ministry, your home when there's chaos? So yeah. balance is crucial. is everything. And mm-hmm. I like to tell people. nobody else can create balance for you in your life. Yes. When I teach a course on balance, it's teaching people the elements and the tools that you can take and apply to your life so that you can create a sense of structure in your own life.
0: Right. And
2: for me, um, just to give you kind of a quick example, you know, when I was just a stay at home mom, a mom, I had a balance in my life that worked for me at that time. Right. Well, I've been called into ministry, um, you know, I'm doing a lot of traveling at times. Mm-hmm. Um, there seasons of my life where literally we're like on a 12-week tour and I'm barely at home. Right. So mm-hmm. balance gets disrupted in my home. Right. But because I've learned to create balance and not mm-hmm.
0: necessarily
2: seek balance as if it's going to, you know, just kind of uh, supernaturally drop into our life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um you're you're ever creating balance in your life. And so right. you know there's seasons of our life where we, we rub hub a lot. Right. <laughs> um there's seasons of our life where, you know, you have to have the kids pick up a little bit more than, than they used to in right. different seasons. Right. The point is is that balance is created. Mm. Um it's a structure that actually works for you, uniquely right. you in your home.
1: I love that. So first 1 Corinthians 1433, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace family as in all churches of the saints. And I think that that's important. And I'm, I'm so thankful that she brought that up because we need to understand if God is not the author of confusion, who is, because God clearly right. says that he is, but of peace. So that's when you know that, or would you agree tomorrow that that's when we know that when we're in alignment with God, because we have a sense of peace.
2: Amen. Amen. And, and that, just to dovetail off of what you're saying, mm-hmm. that peace mm-hmm. is not contingent upon circumstance.
1: Come that,
2: on. <laughs> that you that that you can feel busy. You can feel hectic. Yeah. You can even feel chaotic at times, but mm-hmm. you have an internal peace. I'm Come stable on. in his hands. I'm stable in what I'm
1: doing because I have balance and I have the author of peace. Come on. i love me. I love that. Now you already kind of touched this next um, element of what we're fixing to go into, but I, if you can expand a little bit. So if it is it possible for the woman out there who's saying, okay, I want to know a little bit more about balance to chase your dreams, build your business and all these other things and still maintain that home life balance? So work-life balance. Uh,
0: yes.
2: Absolutely. You can maintain it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I What I tell people is that if you were to look at a scale, Mm-hmm. Um, the scale is always going to be tipped a little bit in either direction to live right. a perfectly balanced life would be to live like Jesus and we're mm-hmm. just not going to live like that life <laughs> right. Um the so the goal is to not have major dips
0: mm-hmm. in your
2: scale okay, and to yeah. recognize that the scale will tip a little bit in either direction in season just mm-hmm. don't let them remain there Right. So for the woman chasing her dreams and trying to maintain her marriage, her home, recognize that you you might have to be in pursuit for a while, mm-hmm. and recognize that you no, know, you you the, it tips a little bit, and now your marriage and your children might need a little bit of extra space, extra right. time, extra mm-hmm. focus. Mm-hmm. So you have to re re tip that back a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's possible, mm-hmm. but it's possible for the person who stays in pursuit with a discerning ear Come and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the ability. To be sincere about the truth that
0: they see, yeah. you can't
2: walk around going, "Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, the nine to five woman, and I can do it all." No, I'm not so sure that that's absolutely biblical right. that we can mm-hmm. do it all. Right? What I think mm-hmm. is biblical is that I can do all things that He has called me
1: to do, mm-hmm. and that's
2: not always mm-hmm. in alignment with what I want to do.
1: Right. I love that. Can you just real quickly just share, just expound upon that, that that is not always in alignment? Because I think that that brings imbalance in our lives too. When you're saying that that is not always in alignment, what we want to do is not always in alignment with God would have us to do. And I think that that would really touch a lot of the 21st century women. Can you expound just a little bit real quickly um, on, on that piece of it, Tamara? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, when we teach,
2: you know, vision summits and stuff like that, we we make sure that we help people navigate through the fact that Mm -hmm. because you are made in the image of God, that we get God ideas all the time. We get good ideas all the time and there is a difference. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
2: you have to be one who discerns the times and the seasons, right? And what that means is that I, I am constantly cognizant of the fact that um, because I'm made in the image of a creative God, I'm going to be creative. I'm going to be good at a whole lot of things. Right. But it does not mean that it's always a God thing. Come because on. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to take those good ideas and you have to journal them, write them down. It's mm-hmm. not for this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not right. for this time. That's going to create mm-hmm. imbalance mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. You, you can't just be you know, popping off to do this. I'm going to do that. Um, right. Somebody once said that if you have more than you know five to seven priorities, you have no priority.
1: Come on. The
2: key is to recognizing Mm -hmm. that I have great ideas all the time. They're not all God ideas.
0: Right. Sometimes
2: they are God ideas, Mm -hmm. but you need to put them on a shelf until God says, this is the time. Come on. In the season. For every season, there is a time. So even Mm -hmm. though it might be, you know, in the next five years that I accomplish that goal, Mm -hmm. it might be in the next five years
1: that I start that business. Mm -hmm. But within that season, there has to be a time. It might be two years from now. Right. Mm -hmm. I I love that so Philippians 4 13 I can do all things through Christ that strengthens and then of course something a scripture that I haven't visited in a long time is Ecclesiastic Ecclesiastics 3 1 through 8 is where Tamara is 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 for those of you those of you who will follow along um is speaking about there's a season there's a time for everything in life so you may want to visit that so how would a woman you also advocate Tamara that um a woman needing you have a course about Finding herself, we talked about a little bit earlier, and, and having that self discovery. So, why should a woman pursue finding who she truly is?
2: Um, because I believe that that is when, you know, we, like we mentioned earlier, that God can begin the superstructure of your life. Right. When you know who you are, you, you understand your unique qualities. Mm-hmm. And that really is only the place that, you know, the, the Bible says that your gifts make room for you. Come on. And we, as women, spend a whole lot of time looking at, you know, what Lisa's doing. I do that great. And sometimes what happens is, is that we, we watch you, we hear you, and we go, I want to do that, what she's doing. I want to do it just like her. Right. Um, or we get, we get frustrated in the state of our life. And rather than going, okay, God, show me me. Show me right. what's unique about me. Um we spend unfortunately years pursuing after chasing after things that are not in the wheelhouse because we have not sat down and spent enough time examining what I do have. Come what on. I do have has to make me great. Come what on. What you have has to make you great because that was God's divine design to give people the ability to be successful and prosperous and have an abundant life, doughy life that he talks about. It's filtered through what you're good at, the right. personality that he put inside of you, my gifts, my abilities. That's what makes room for me. Mm-hmm. It's like the moment I get in touch with my gifts, my abilities, it's mm-hmm. like walking through the Walmart door. Right. I don't even have to touch it. The minute right. that sensor says, here's that gifted individual, i come into contact with what my gift mm-hmm. is opening up for me. Mm-hmm. If those doors open, for me and i walk right through them. That's where you're going to be effective in life. That's where I you're going to find finance is chasing mm-hmm. you down
1: come on that's where
2: mm-hmm. you're going to begin to have the the stat the strategy for how i do this next thing of my life it all flows
1: from the moment you get in touch you find you i love that philippians 1816 one of my favorite scriptures a man's gift make it the room for him and bring it him before what great man that great is god Zion. Yes. In the other scripture that she inadvertently spoke about was Second Corinthians thirteen five. Examine yourself whether you be in the faith. He didn't say examine. Yes. Your friend is what come on speaking about. He says examine yourself whether ye you be yes. in faith. prove your own selves. Know ye not your own self, how, selves? How that that Christ Jesus Christ is. In you, except what ye be reprobate family. This yes. is a good podcast. You know, yes. I'm excited. I am so excited. I'm about to put her on number two, if I could yeah. <laughs> to speak about and advocate the relevance of a woman displaying emotional intelligence. And I love this about you. And I wanted to just briefly touch on that. It is a course that she offers share with our audience. What does it mean to be emotionally intelligent?
2: Emotional intelligence in its simplest definition is to, to understand and manage your emotions and the emotions of others around you Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: it is is vital to everything because decisions determine destiny Come on. and so when we make decisions solely on our emotions and how I feel mm-hmm. you're going to always end up in in, in a gutter somewhere yeah. <laughs> emotionally and in life mm-hmm. and so it is vital that we understand that feelings are not terrible. A lot of times people talk about feelings and and Mm -hmm. we shoot them down as if feelings are from the devil. Mm -hmm. Well, they're infused in us for a reason because if I put my hand on a hot stove, I need to feel hot. And hot tells you, get your hand off that stove. (laughs) And so it it was part of God's design that we would understand that when I'm feeling frustration that I, I should stop and pause and find out what is this from right right mm-hmm. um that when i feel like you no know, that that doesn't feel like love that feels toxic right. that, that that was god's way of of us learning no i need to get out of that right and so mm-hmm. it is vital that we understand
0: mm-hmm.
2: emotions and feelings right. but that we are not led by emotions and God feelings on. that they become a a part of the decision-making process. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Um, and just real quick to, to tiptoe on the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, a, a part of that um, is, is even involved in learning to hear from God and Come sensing on, yes. what God is doing. Mm-hmm. Because Paul many times said, what I sense God is doing. Mm-hmm. If you are not in touch with your own emotions and your feelings, um, you have no idea what is going on around you. You're, right. It makes it almost virtually impossible for you to discern Right, What people are feeling, what you're feeling, and what God is doing in the atmosphere. Right. So it's vital for us to begin to become emotionally intelligent to be able to fulfill our assignments.
1: Come on. I love that. And and then real quickly, we as we're wrapping up, when you're saying that it is vital, vital. I need the audience to understand it, that it is, invite, it is vital to understand emotional intelligence because we're being led. Sometimes we're not being led, as Tamara is saying, by the right things because we're just doing this and we're doing that. We're acting off of our emotions. And I didn't know if you That's wanted right. to expand upon any more of that because in 1 Peter 5 and 8, it talks about these. So, we'll be vigilant because why your right. adversary the devil is like a roaring lion, lion seeking whom he That's made right. the power so if we're not emotionally intelligent we're opening ourselves up up to the attacks of the devil can you just share real quickly right. as we're getting ready to uh, do our clothes out um why that even this scripture is applicable to being emotionally as well as spiritually aware That's right. So Mm
2: -hmm. around our campus, you know, we tell we have an easy button because that's, that's one of those things that is an easy button for Satan. He can Mm -hmm. just push that easy button in our life. Um, That's how people step out of destiny by offense, right? They get in their feelings right? right. Um, I, I, I could get carried away, so don't, don't worry about cutting me off, but this is what happened with David when he's dropped the Ark of the Covenant off at Obed-Edom's house, right? When you don't understand, when you're confused, when you're hurt, when you're in your feelings, mm-hmm. you, you set aside destiny, you set aside assignment,
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: you mm-hmm. become offended, easily offended, mm-hmm. you become bitter
0: mm-hmm. person
2: and mm-hmm. and and the love of god cannot shine through you you become a person who literally stops up the wells the flow of the holy spirit through your life mm-hmm. because the the waters run bitter right mm-hmm, you, you can't have both a stream of living water and bitter water running through the same vessel right so it's vital that we understand our emotions so that and and, and even just in the simplest form that we don't become those people that when we get tired In our spirit, when we feel like I don't want to get up and go to work, I don't want to, you know, keep working on this business that God called me to build, that you don't just back out of destiny because you don't feel like doing it. Because there are going to be days that you are not going to feel like doing the thing you love and you're passionate about. And the enemy loves to use that to pull us out of Mm -hmm. progress.
1: I love that, and real quickly, I, I in your when you were speaking, it made me remember one of my favorite scriptures, which is Romans ten two, when it says, "Let me read from the King James." It says, "For I bear them record that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge." And I think that that yes. is very applicable to what you're saying tomorrow, because at the same time, when we're emotional, that that false um, appearance of that temporary type of zeal, but it's not according yeah. to God's word. I love this, That's right. man. I, you have really invigorated <laughs> me. I'm telling you. So in our final thoughts, family, <laughs> in our final thoughts, we're going to share, give segue to um Tamara so that she can, you, you shared so many tips today can you share with the audience your final thoughts about being and re not only being because we talked about becoming that staying woman so now we're going to talk about being and remaining a staying woman and why she should keep her promises to herself so that'll be our final thoughts with Tamara go if you don't mind share one or two minutes it, this is your stage go right ahead
2: awesome thank you so much mm-hmm. I, I I'm thinking at the moment that as we go into this to close out that staying woman is in the simplest form Mm -hmm. bringing to the table in every area of life, Mm -hmm. that divine design, that, that feminine attribute Mm -hmm. that can only be transformed and transcended into every area of your life Mm -hmm. uniquely through you. If Mm -hmm. woman did not show up in the marketplace, Mm -hmm. it would be, a very interesting, lack of colorful world out there, right? I Women did. bring something to the table that is so beautiful. And it's not to say that it's exclusive of male, of man, because it is all God. Right. And when we stop competing and trying to strive for equality, all of these things, and we just, after having done all else, just stand there for, just mm. be the woman that God has called you to be. Mm -hmm. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. It brings Mm -hmm. dynamite to the table. It's Mm -hmm. you bringing you to the table, that Mm -hmm. feminine attribute. And Mm -hmm. unapologetically, unapologetically, Mm -hmm. it's not walking in saying, you know, forgive me for being a woman in this. No, I am a woman. That's Mm -hmm. why I can bring something unique to the table. Come on. And it's needed everywhere. It's needed Mm -hmm. everywhere. There's nothing like a woman that can come into a situation and see things. In one dimension, and mm-hmm. I love it because oftentimes when my husband and I work together, I will see things in one way, and he right. will see them in another.
0: Mm-hmm. And it is
2: beautiful when they come together, and we realize that without that feminine attribute, mm-hmm. it would not have been the way it looked. But without that mm-hmm. masculine, or how it comes through a man, it mm-hmm. would not be as great. Also, so I when we that. talk about staying a woman, it mm-hmm. really is just such a simple message.
0: Mm-hmm. Do
2: you? authentically
0: mm-hmm. the
2: way God designed you to do you mm-hmm. unapologetically, mm-hmm. beautifully bring her to the table. I am. She, I am proud to be me mm. and who she is, is good. God already designed me. He already designed me and I'll refuse to let anybody else do that you better say
1: that
0: and we're gonna, end, <laughs> we're
1: gonna end our podcast on do you but I gotta end on one more scripture which is one of my favorite absolute I, I've had several but this is one of my favorite absolute scriptures Jeremiah 29 1 where I mean twenty nine eleven, where it says I know the plans I have for you says yes them. they are plans for good and not for disasters and of course this is not King James version so it's going to be a little different to give you a future and hope when you that's the lesson that I've learned from what Tamara is saying that God has a plan. And because he knows it's going to it's, it's good for us already. It's designed that she's saying for us already. So we don't have to be somebody else when we're already authentically being ourselves. I love this family. So Tamara, can you please share social media site? where people can reach you for for more knowledge about your programs and your offerings, please. Absolutely. I would love to see you all in the
2: tribe, the She Tribe. And you can find me on social media, um, Twitter, Instagram, and
1: Facebook. It's Tamara Marcella. Mm -hmm. And the website is um, org awesome I love that I am elated family to have participated in this show today I know that someone somewhere was touched by your wealth of knowledge thank you so much to the guest queen of the Savvy Speaks Roundtable Miss Tamara Marcella and I am so excited that she came she is the founding pastor of Glory Worship Center she is the author inspirational speaker and recording artist who you can find out more about her at www.iamlisanobles.com podcast.html and as a bonus please visit www.iamlisanobles.com resources.html where you can receive free resources just for being a part of the Savvy Speaks podcast family you know me i love you i truly do and thank you for being a part of the show and remember my mantra and as i always say you are family you are a unique combination of experiences clothed and purpose strength and destiny and having said that have a great week and i will see you right here next time on the savvy speaks empowerment podcast
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Novels. online at imlisanovels.com and on Facebook and Instagram at EWOFP. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review and we'll catch you next time on Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. Activate, motivate, inspire.